It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Okay, welcome to episode three of our second series of core podcasts. My name is Marin Gamble, and I'm here today with uh, David Steinshifter and Peter Smith. This is essentially part two of a conversation I started with Peter in the previous episode about the Core 2020 audit tool, which is in an Excel format and found on our website. In the first part of this, we went through specifically the audit information form because it's a very information-rich document that's important to get set up properly. And now we've brought in David to, to join us to really talk about the bulk of the tool, the structure of it, and what you're going to find in there. Do bear in mind that we will be digging into some more of the specifics of sort of the flow and the format of this tool as we go through later episodes, but we really want to give you that overview of of how the the tool is sort of intended to be accessed and used so that you can uh, have that sense with you as you dig into it. So with that, I'd like to introduce uh, both David Steinshifter and Peter Smith uh, officially here. And if I could get you, David, first to tell us what your role is at the IHSA. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Uh, David Steinshifter. I'm the manager of strategic programs at IHSA, uh, mostly responsible for the core program. Uh, I've been with IHSA since 2012 uh, for a variety of roles. Uh, part of core at the beginning, moved away from it for a little bit, and I've been back pretty much since 2017. And Peter? Yeah, thanks, Martin. Uh, Peter Smith, one of the core lead auditors and Currently, my key role is to oversee the our uh, network of third-party associate auditors uh, and uh, the, how they conduct their, uh, the external audits. So it's, it's really working with them to make sure they got accurate audit scopes and uh, uh, they're moving through the process to meet our requirements and uh, helping out our clients as well. Excellent. And, and I'm here. Uh, again, my name is Marin. I'm a core consultant in the department. So I'm here to represent that piece of the puzzle. And in terms of your certification, you're going to see a core consultant uh, doing your internal audit review, maybe your pre-assessment and uh, potentially answering your questions. So what I'd like to do today um, is start with an overview of the tool structure. And David, since since you were the manager in question when we released this tool, I was hoping you could give us some of the highlights. Certainly, I'll definitely hit the highlights. Um, When you look at the tool, it's it's laid out in 14 elements. Uh, That is a change from the 2015 tool for those that you are familiar with it. But all that same information is there, plus a little bit more. So with those 14 elements, you do have a few of the elements that have sub-elements. So those sub-elements, what kicks off and they have element 1, 8, and 14. So the idea behind element 1 is it's still your health and safety policy. The second phase of that, the sub-element of it is document and record control. So that sets us up at the very beginning of the audit tool for that change that's in the core 2020, is how uh, through each element you're going to manage your documents and your records. So there really are two topics then in element one when we say it's a sub element Mm -hmm. there's sort of two things being addressed one is the policy statement and then a second one is document and record control two concepts two concepts very well put and and that theme continues with element eight because it's training and communication so training is up front your second one is is how to do with your communication how that's being done those questions are around that Okay. And uh, in element 14, uh, which is now your management review and management of change. So that's the addition there. So your first section is uh, of that element is management review. And the second se- se- section of that is management of change. 
Okay. Uh, so with, as I stated in, in element one, you know, that's really where the kickoff for document and record control is because in every aspect of the tool and through the entire element, we are always asking that question of how are you managing that? Uh, so, so that's the setup there. Um, and there's a general flow to all of these. So they're all the same. You start off with your policy, your procedure, and how you're implementing that policy and procedure. And then, of course, finally, as I stated previously, documents and records. So when you say they're all the same, you're, you're referring to each element, each sub-element? Each element is laid out the same, yes. Okay, okay. Um, and so if I were to go into element four, what am I going to see? Procurement and contractor management. Oh, Thanks, <laughs> it wasn't a test as to what was going to be. I meant the flow. If you go into element four, procurement and, and contractor management, what will you see? <laughs> Uh, it's basically the same flow. Your very first, your very first question is your policy question, and so that's your policy statement for procurement and contractor management. And of course, as Pete mentioned earlier, we're talking about senior management sign-off in these. So these, that, that's your first question that's being asked. And then the second part of that is really the procedure, and it's laid out in how and what does need to be in your procedure. And so those questions, and and they all have their own scoring. And Pete, if you want to touch on the scoring of those and, and how that can all work towards the procedure aspect of the question. For sure. So the each procedure has a total score and it's made up of several clauses in there and each clause has a one point associated with it. And some pr procedures have more requirements than others. And what we've done with those, we've given a framework to say, these are the things to consider to build in your procedure. We really want you to tell us how you're going to do it. So when we're looking at these, they'll be scored on the how. Have you told us how you're going to do that? And if you can, through the procedure, communicate to us the how these things will be accomplished, you're going to earn that point for each one. And then you'll be able to be scored. And what this allows us to do is we can have a pinpoint conversation of where your your, your procedure is accurate. It successfully tells us that story of how these things are going to be done. And where the procedure has some deficiencies and uh, where where you have to clarify that information and fill in some gaps over time. Okay, thanks for that. Um, on that note, if I go to those questions like 14, where I was told there were two sub-elements, so management review and management of change, am I going to see one procedure there then or two? Two procedures. Gotcha, okay. We got two different concepts there. Okay. So each one is going to have... Um, the elements and the sub-elements follow that same uh, same flow. Okay, right? awesome. so, so for management review, you're going to have a policy and procedure. For management change, you're going to have a policy and procedure. Okay, so no matter which tab I click on at the bottom of the tool, um, I'm going to see that flow. But if it happens to be one of those ones with two sub-elements, it's the same flow in each sub-element as well. Absolutely. And we're going to need a policy for each one, for sure. Beautiful. Okay, policy for each one, Pete. Mm -hmm. Each one? Each one. Okay, okay. I'm going to hang my head in shape. Yes, each one. And it's... Uh, it, we get a lot of questions. For we sure. do get a lot of questions. Huh? You know what? And it's a, it's a good question, right? It's um, it, when we look at that policy for each one, it's, it, we want to make sure that that senior management is, is committed or understand and understands and is committed to making sure that that part of their, their management system is uh, moving forward. We had a very similar pro, uh, um, setup in parts of the old core tool. If we look at the old management review section, it, it had a requirement for a policy, had a requirement for a procedure, and then questions uh, that checked up on the implementation of that procedure. So it, we, we like that idea where it started with 
commitment and then this is how things are going to be done and then showing us that you've done those things uh we wanted to follow through on that same thing and you know it's part of that core standard in this case you know, uh, was part of that agreement with the uh, getting uh core 2020 approved by the mltsd for soci okay well, i mean that that all sounds very good pete i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to a bit more discussion of that in uh, a later podcast i think i think we'll we'll chat in a little more detail on that one um <laughs> but um what I heard you say there too was interesting in terms of how the structure was chosen where, you know, it was the stuff that was working in the previous standard in terms of policy procedure and then checking implementation. So, so far we've kind of talked about the fact that there's a policy and procedure in each of these elements, but is that it in core 2020 or, or is there more to it? So the next set of questions are, are key and we refer to these generally as implementation questions. So this is where you're showing us implementation of your procedure. So you've told us how you do things within your organization through that procedure. Now, this is what you're going to be audited to. When, when an external auditor comes out or when you're doing your own internal audits, you're, you're auditing to see have you implemented your procedures. And, and that's a requirement here. Like a general way to look at it is you've got a, this is how we're going to do something. These are the documents we have to, to complete uh, to verify that these things have been done. And then you're going to keep records to say, to, to validate that these things have been done as required. Right. So it's, it, we're, tr- we're trying to create a real flow there where okay. it's always, how is it done? Are we doing it as we said, we're going to do it. And that, that can lead to that continual improvement as well, because you, you want to make sure that it's uh, like, I almost refer to these sometimes as a, uh, a job description, right? You mm-hmm. say a supervisor has to do this. Right. So they can clearly see, okay, this is my role within the organization. This is what I have to do for health and safety. And it should, it should, uh, simplify the implementation within the company. It should simplify with everyone clearly understanding what their, their jobs and responsibilities are. Thanks for that, Pete. I, I I think it's interesting because I think this move really does help us to emphasize that system audit side of things where we identified which pieces of the old tool were really working to target a system rather than audit making it feel like we're auditing a health and safety manager or a senior manager or a company that's not really what we're auditing we're auditing the health and safety management system of that organization and and i think that taking a systematic approach to the audit tool really parallels what we're asking organizations to do and i like that side of it personally. For sure. For sure. It's kind of an evolution of the the way that we look at health and safety across Ontario, but as well as the approach from WSIB through their health and safety excellence program, as well as the MLTSD through their SOCI program. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real, uh, uh, it's a real sea change to the idea of uh, health and safety management systems. Okay. Awesome. Uh, David, we kind of took over your description there. You (laughs) sure did. That's that's okay. It was well done as always. Is there anything else about the, the sort of general structure of it that you wanted to touch on? Well, I think you hit on the idea when we're, when we're talking about systems, and, and it should become ingrained within and across your entire company so that you're not, and you mentioned, you know, it almost seemed at times that the audit was of the health and safety manager or the individual responsible uh, for being the lead in, on the core program in their company. And we've seen over time, uh, as, as Pete had mentioned in, the, in part one, uh, that you know sometimes people move on and uh, or they change roles within the firm and core at times if it wasn't a system check 
uh, kind of kind of backed off, and and there was times where where firms had had a difficulty moving on from that individual. So once you had a proper system in place across the entire company, everyone under, understands their roles and what they should be doing within that role for the health and safety management system. It should make it much easier for another person coming in uh, to pick it up, take it from there, and have no dips in their system. Awesome. That seems like a really important thing in terms of really supporting the industry to uh, promote that continual improvement because you're not suffering those setbacks as you move through time. You can keep striving forward. Okay, if we look at some of the fundamentals in that physical Excel, well, it's not a physical Excel, in that digital Excel tool there, uh, Peter, I know that you uh, have some insight into some of the features that were built in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So just there's there's a way to navigate this, and there's a way to get used to the uh, flow of the audit tool. A little bit different than what we had for the, the previous audit tool. So it's just getting familiar with, uh, with the layout and how this is put together or the thought behind how it was put together. So, you know, you open up that Excel tool, tabs across the bottom, audit information form, and then you've got element one, element 1.2, 2, and on from there. And it's, you'll see titles. And some of them will make more sense than others. And the titles. Yeah. And there will be some new concepts. And, you know, there, there are new concepts we've rolled out with uh, Core 2020. Definitely. And uh, then you're, you might be scratching your head. What does this mean? <laughs> you open up to each one of those and... Right at the top, there is a description of the element. Couple sentences, layman's terms, but it just it just a quick description. How would I describe this to a friend? Right. This is this is what it actually. This is how it's going to be viewed. This is, is how it's going to be treated. Is that what you talk about with your friends? Uh, well, you know. exciting times, Pete. Exciting times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is why I can count them on uh, one hand and still have a couple fingers left over. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that that's where you know you've got that quick description, and it, that's really all it is, right? Just to kind of pique your interest and say this is what it is. Okay. Next thing you'll notice though is there are uh, bolded terms. Words throughout the audit tool are bolded, and it's always the same words that are bolded. But it is each it's it's a trigger to you to know that at the back of the audit tool there is a definition for each one of those, and th- those are going to be key to understand because it's. That's how we're auditing these things, right? We we have a, a definition for a policy, and that's that first question out of each element, right? And that's what we're really going to be looking for. Like element one, we've got that overall health and safety policy statement. We've wordsmithed that one. We're looking for specific statements. The rest of them are going to be senior management speaking to uh, to the organization, to us, to say, this is how we want to manage health and safety. This is our commitment. So we're going to compare these to the to the um, definitions. And if the content meets the, the definition, we're good with that, right? So there's definitions for senior management, there's definitions for procedure, there's definitions for policy. And so these are things you want to always want to uh, make sure you're comfortable and familiar with. So you're constantly referencing back to that definition section. So there, there can be variation in the industry in, in the use of some of these terms. But again, from the audit purpose, from the, the idea of Core 2020, we're going to be we're going to be working from our definitions. So we're really trying to pinpoint it in terms of you know you might hear um, there's two sides of this right you might hear five different words for the same thing. I'm thinking hazard assessments. There's a series of acronyms that cover almost the whole alphabet for hazard assessments that people are using, or the flip side of it, where people are using one term to mean a series of different things. And so we've really made sure in this case that those definitions 
tell you which of those we're using. So again, I encourage our internal auditors, uh, similar to how don't assume because you've read the guidelines a bunch of times that they haven't changed. Don't assume that because it's a common word you might use, that we're using it precisely the way you do. Uh, it is a little bit dangerous to do that because the definitions do form, you know, the basis of our auditing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, good point on the hazard assessments too. And uh, you, know, you see that engagement from the companies where they, they, they're proud of their systems they put out and they want to brand it and they want to say, this is ours. For sure. Um, but but they're, they're variations on the theme. Mm -hmm. right? and, we, and break it down. They, they, they serve the same purposes. So just walk us through it. Tell us what your name for these general concepts That's are, right. for those general parts of the hazard assessment process are. And we'll under, it'll lead to that overall understanding for us, but as well as your people. So are we going to take away points if you use a different name than we do? No, no. It's it, your system has to be understood and implemented by your people. If they understand what those terms are, that's the most important thing. Um, what we see in the audit, though, is you want to be able to walk us through that and show us where your terms meet our definitions. And if we can make those. Uh, and that's really why we've gone to this idea of the definitions, because mm -hmm. we, we want to get away from just getting mixed up in uh, different terminologies. Right. When we look at it and read through it, have we met those concepts as as described through the definition? And if we have, we can award those points. Beautiful. We're auditing concepts, systems, not definitions and people. Yes. Or not uh, titles and people. Sorry, definitions, yes. Yes. Um, so then the other thing that I like in the new tool, um, as a preassessor, as an auditor, if I was doing an internal audit, is some of the double check features. So just they're built into the Excel where, um, you know, each element, each sub-element, it totals percentages for you. It, you know, it'll turn it red if it's not meeting the expectation. It will actually put some red X's there if you've missed a legislation question or if there's some other things that are barriers to success. So do watch those, those totaling sections to just keep an eye on if there's anything that might come up with your audit that is unexpected to you. Sometimes this is just sort of an administrative thing in terms of how it's filled out and a quick fix will save you headache down the road. Similarly, that last or one of the last tabs, I don't know if it's actually the last one in this tool, is the performance summary. So the performance summary page is essentially just a summary of all the final percentage scoring results uh, across all the elements. I like to use this as a final double check before I would submit an audit. If I look at that and, you know, I look at element four and um, it has, it's in red and it says 35% and that's not what I'm expecting, then that's a good indicator that something's gone wrong. Probably a technology issue if I'm being honest with myself, but something's gone wrong and I need to go back and fix it before I submit. You should also um, have a corrective action plan that you're submitting for the audit itself. And that corrective action plan should really generally match that performance summary in terms of which elements uh, you're targeting in your action plan. Whether it be in the near future or in the long term, uh, that corrective action plan should, should generally align with your performance summary. So they're just little, little checks that I like to use before I hit send, because I know hitting the send button is one of the hardest mouse clicks that you're ever going to do. Um, and just, you know, it can help to build some confidence if you can use some of those double check features. Um, 
what I'd like to do now is just really say that um, I'm, I'm happy we got to talk through this tool, the intention behind it, the general structure, where it came from, and some of those handy features, because I love handy features, um, that are built in uh, and that you guys could walk us through it, because I know you were some of the first sort of boots on the ground with the Core 2020 tool between the two of you, David and Peter. Uh, with that in mind... Uh, in addition to thanking you for being here, I'm going to put you on the spot again for, you know, a couple words that summarize our concepts here or, or maybe a quick sentence. Well, I think for I'll just go first on this one real quick go is if you do have any questions after going through it and looking at our resources, Pete had said it already and so is Martin. Mm -hmm. Just contact us. Make sure you're stepping off on the right foot. Excellent. Excellent. So if I, I'm going to add two things here. And just as a start point, just as you're getting familiar with the core audit tool is definitions, right? Get familiar with the definitions, right? Because it's it's going to help you get an understanding of what we're looking for from an audit standpoint, but it's it, that should help smooth out the process for you over time. Um, the last one is the double checks. It's unfortunate. We always, we're always communicating, don't submit a failed audit. It happens to organizations from time to time. And to Martin's point, it might be an administrative thing. And we've built these in just to have a quick look before you send it off to us. Use the double check features and you know, take a couple looks through the tool ahead of time at each element or the performance summary sheet. But make sure you're looking at that before it goes, uh, uh, before you're sending it off to us. Awesome. Yeah, I think just to echo what, what David said there, the idea of contact us, uh, it is at times probably uh, uh, there's concepts even with the definitions that aren't ringing true to you or, or aren't making sense. Uh, definitely contact us. Pete's talking about this stuff with his friends, so he definitely <laughs> wants to talk to you about it. But there's a whole bunch of us that, that honestly, we love to talk this stuff. This is, this is our jam, so just give us, give us a shout and we'll talk about it. Thanks to you both for being here. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.